All right, hello everyone to our third installment of Scent for fall or uh, spring 2022. Um, so essentially just as an overview, uh, Scent, we are having conversations with IUPUI students about how you can both model Christianity as well as explicitly share your faith in all kinds of different settings around campus. And tonight, super excited, we have um, some guests on with us and we're gonna be talking about leadership. So essentially, what does it look like for a Christian to lead within a secular organization? And how can we model Christianity as well as, as I said, share Christianity through our, um, through our positions? And what kind of restrictions um, may come up as we lead in a secular organization? So super excited tonight. Um, we will be uh, having, as I said, Sarah, Will, and Tim. So I'll go ahead and let them introduce themselves, and then Michael can also introduce himself as my uh, co-leader. Yeah, I'll go quick here. Um, thanks, Ben. I'm always excited to do these with you. Every single month, it seems like we get better and better contributions from our amazing students here, and I'm really excited to see what the future leaders um, of our communities are about to kind of share with us, drop some great knowledge. I know each and every one of these individuals has great knowledge and experience in this area, and so um, I'm really excited myself, too, to get hopefully get some tidbits from these guys to be able to hopefully apply to my life in some way. And I, I'm sure everyone else listening is kind of feeling the same way. So, um, yeah, you pretty much said it best, Ben. I think we'll just hand it over to our guests here to kind of introduce themselves now. I can go first. Uh, my name is Sarah Phillips. I'm a senior at IPUI. I some of my, my leadership positions include um, I'm a TA for Intro to Accounting and I'm the president of Women in Business at IUPUI Kelly School of Business. I can go next. My name is Tim. I'm also a senior in the um, engineering department and I have I've been in like a couple different TA positions as well as for my entire time at, at IEPUI, I've served on the um, executive board on um, at, at Jagathon, where we raise money for pediatric research. Uh, my name is uh, Will Brochiers, and I'm a junior in mechanical engineering. And I've done work in the past with the engineering peer-led team learning, uh, where I've led recitations for classes. And this year, I'm leading the I'm the super leader for the ECE 204, so I'm overseeing all of the recitations. And I also work at the Math Assistance Center as the D-level manager. Awesome. So yeah, uh, as Michael said, thank you guys for coming on. Super excited to hear what you have to say um, about what leadership from a Christian perspective should look like. So first, kind of a general question. So why is it important that a Christian's willing to be a leader within a secular organization? And is there anything wrong with someone, a Christian, dedicating themselves to those organizations? Because a lot of times we hear, you know, everything earthly is going to pass away, so focus on things above, right? And I think that's very true, but also how do we balance that with the time and dedication and, and commitment that you guys have given to these, you know, earthly organizations? So, um, yeah. So what is what is just general important of being a Christian in these positions? I can kind of uh, start a little bit on that. 
Um, I have the questions over here to the side, so just to make sure I can reread things. So if I'm looking over to the side, that's what I'm looking at. Um, <laughs> um, so why is it important? Uh, I think, especially for what I'm for I'm in with uh, Jackathon, I work a lot with people, and we we raise money to kind of be a service to people. Um, and I just think that's such an important part of uh, giving back and being a part of something that's greater than yourself, even if it's not necessarily for religious activity, um, being able to bring your, your gifts and your talents um, and share them with people instead of kind of keeping them to yourself and helping others along the way. Um, and the kind of the second part of that where it's like, is there anything inherently wrong about that? No, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong. However, it can be difficult um, if those commitments um, end up being like a hindrance into your your own like personal time um, with God. And because I know like one thing, for example, our meetings for executive board, we always meet um, on Sunday uh, from two to four, usually. Um, so like, it's nice, you know, at the, in the morning, you know, I can still have like church and stuff like that. Um, and just making sure that I'm able to still keep the time separate where I'm actually like devoting enough time in my, you know, whether I go to church or like my personal time throughout the week and devotion. Um, so time management is also a major thing to make sure you're not over committing yourself to make sure you're still um, giving your adequate enough time, you know, personal time with the Lord and that kind of stuff. I can go next. Um, I, yeah, I think what Tim said was great. I think it's important to um, use, you know, your skills and your gifts that God's given you in whatever way that may be. Um, I think like for my positions, for example, like I think it's great to, you know, so I, I help tutor as a TA. Um, and so I think that's really helpful. Like when the students come and I'm able to, you know, explain it in a way that makes sense and the light bulbs go off and it's, you know, it's like, okay, like I was able to help you. And yes, it might not be specifically like, you know, I'm not, you know, specifically for a religious reason, but it's okay. Hey, I'm helping you in this one step in your college career. Like I'm able to, like God's given me that gift to like have the patience and explain these things to freshmen who, you know, as a freshman in college, like sometimes they don't, you know, they're still transitioning into college and it's kind of a step. So it's great to be in that position of, hey, this TA, she's still a, a student, but she's a little older and she, you know, had a little bit more experience in school and can, you know, help me in there. So I think it's good to like be a person that they can go to, you know, it might be for school reasons, but it's, you know, kind of like a, hey, I can fall back on this person. And I think that's just, you know, something that God has given me the ability to do. Um, so I think it's cool to have, um, yeah, that position of leadership to where, someone can can rely on you and trust you which again with relationships and we'll probably get into that later building relationships um, within the leadership but um yeah I don't I don't think there's anything like Tim said I don't think there's anything wrong with dedicating yourself to a secular organization um like you said especially if you're able to um have that time management and I totally agree with that divvying up your time where you're still having that relationship with God and you're still having that alone time or your quiet time with God or going to church um and still dedicating yourself to what God has, you know, the opportunities God has given you in front of you. I would agree with that too. I think that 
it's it can be daunting if you think oh i have good skills and leadership so i should devote all of that to the church well i know for me like my main source of income is my management position so a lot of people they they're in leadership positions in secular organizations because that's how they make their living not every christian is called to work for the church uh but they sometimes still have jobs outside the church uh, in leadership positions. But when you do that and you dedicate yourself to work that is secular, it's also important that you dedicate time to the church, like volunteer work and stuff of the sort. So that's something that's important to me. Like I know Tim was mentioning how on Sundays he has his meetings, but he's the last time in the morning for church. What I do like on Sundays, anytime I'm making a schedule for work, I just block out Sunday entirely because I know no matter what, I want Sunday morning free so I can go to church and avoid the risk of getting scheduled for that. So if you are gonna lead in like a secular type workplace, then it's important to also take time for the church specifically, kind of like how we tithe and we say, okay, this much of my money is going to the church and I'll use the rest for my living expenses. Um, you don't have to give all of your money back to the church as soon as you get a paycheck, but you need to give, make sure that you're conscious about it and make that the first priority when it comes to what you're dedicating your time and money to. Yeah, excellent. I, yeah, it's always interesting hearing about um, trying to balance, you know, like what was saying, you have a living to make, you know, and, and almost as a Christian, you should strive to have those positions of, of greatest impact, you know, being able to reach as many people and, you know, just love as many people as possible, I suppose it's a flowery way to say it, but yeah. So kind of moving to a bit more specific. So on campus, it's a secular organization, it's a secular university. So there's a whole range of beliefs and ideas and organizations that you can take part of. So are there any organizations um, that you would specifically avoid due to, you know, excessive moral conflicts that you would have um, being a Christian? Just you know, the, the Lion King, dark, shadowy place that you can reach the people there, but maybe don't look to have like that leadership influence in the organization. I'll say I, I'm, I'm not really sure on the names of organizations, just because I know there's, there's a ton of organizations that IUPUI has. Um, but I, I kind of like the I, you, the way you're kind of phrasing the question. Um, yes, there are, you know, sometimes it can be an, an aspect of, um, you know, going into, you know, what you can consider a dark place and like reaching people there directly. Um, but obtaining, I, I, you know, having influence and then going into a leadership role can be sometimes uh, difficult. Um, to do from that inside, especially if the organization is inherently based on something that is morally not something that you would accept. And I don't know, I don't know of a leadership position in that organization is necessarily the best way to reach just because if the organization is based on a moral stance that is what you believe to be wrong, I think it's a difficult way of of reaching rather than just being a part of organ being a part of a different organization that could maybe um that you align with to help influence others 
Yeah, I agree with that. You, the best way to to reach an organization that you don't feel is like morally right. You're not going to just place yourself into that organization and try to infiltrate it as a leader to try to like convert them or anything crazy like that. The best way to do that is from outside that organization and, and befriend people in the organization and just talk to them and get to know them because we're trying to save people, not the organization, right? And um, another thing with that is like anytime you're looking somewhere like, hey, maybe I want to lead this organization or I want to be a part of this workplace, always look into their their mission statement, their values, their beliefs, anything like that to get to the core of what they really stand for. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think ever like they both hit on it, how it's, you know, I kind of alluded to it a little bit in my first answer, but, you know, creating those relationships, I totally agree with what Tim said. I don't think having a leadership position in those organizations is a way to reach people. Um, yeah, I think just creating those relationships, reaching people one by one. Um, yeah, I think it's something that um, is kind of, Looking, looking from the outside in, um, a lot of times, you know, actions speak louder than words. So if someone does like claim to be Christian and then gets a leadership position in a, in an organization that, you know, conflicts with our, with our um, morals, how is that going to look to non-Christians, you know, and I know you're not, you're not supposed to think what, you're not supposed to worry about what people think, but we are supposed to lead by example and we are supposed to live differently. We are supposed to live like Jesus. So if we're in a position of leadership within an organization that blatantly goes against what the Bible says, how is that leading, living like Jesus? How is that leading by example? And so I think just being intentional with those organizations and yeah, like they said before, looking and creating those relationships with the people within from the outside. Yeah, I love everyone's emphasis, I think specifically on the idea that even though we don't agree with a specific group or a specific, you know, organization, it doesn't mean that, you know, we have nothing to do with that organization and just kind of blot them out completely. Like I like every single person's answer to the point where they're like, you don't have to find leadership positions to, you know, reach those people. Like the overall message I think was like reaching people. Right. And like knowing when leadership is the best tool to actually be able to reach people, even when we don't agree with certain organizations or people. Right. And so I think kind of like what Sarah was talking about with leadership is sometimes kind of the connotation with that is support, right? If you're leading in a group, it shows that you're supporting something or you're heavily invested in it, right? And so I think a lot of times people would just be like, you know what, you identify those groups that you don't agree with and you just kind of like turn them off. Like, I'm not going to lead with them. I'm not going to associate with them. I just don't want to be seen with those people, right? And I think, you know, as Christians, I think everyone's heart here is just like, we want to reach them. Like, that's our mission field. Um, it's just understanding that leadership is not maybe the best way to reach those people. And that's kind of the overall focus. Right. And so, um, it's a slippery slope with this kind of discussion, but I think everyone just hammered that home. So I just wanted to kind of highlight that. And I do want to add one more thing. Michael was saying like in the Bible, Jesus, that's exactly what he did was he hung out with the people that no one else wanted to, or, you know, we're all sinners, but he hung out with the tax collectors, the prostitutes, the people that, the Pharisees just completely ignored that turned away. And it's like, he was able to create those relationships with them and kind of emphasizing what we talked about earlier, just like living like Jesus. And that's, you know, I think a way that we can is to honestly, like seek those people out again, one by one, not a leadership organization, but, you know, seeking those people out, befriending them and, and showing them Jesus in that way.
Yeah, I agree. It's you, uh, you don't have to be a leader of an organization to be a leader of people. So yeah, like Sarah was saying, you, you know, you can reach out and be, you know, don't be afraid to like talk to someone who's, who's part of a just different belief system than yours. So it's a worst thing you can do to try and shut people out. Um, so kind of adding on to that question, the flip side, where do you guys like just throughout your time here, you all have been here for quite a while. Um, so like what kind of areas of campus do you think you would like to see more Christians stand up for either what they believe in or um, lead by example? Just where, where can Christians start to press into more to have a greater influence? Uh, for that one, I can, so different organizations that I've, I've seen, um, I think one that, the one that sticks out to me the most would be one that my wife's involved in, um, it's called Life Defenders, and so it's a, it can be a very, it can be a very controversial subject, especially on a secular campus like IUPUI, um, but it's, it's definitely a stance to be made um, supporting the, the sanctity of life. Um, and so even, even though there can be backlash at times, uh, it's, I think it's an important stance to make and, you know, very proud of her for, for doing that, not, not being worried about, you know, not being like worried about being like branded as, you know, as, as that. So, um, you know, I think, I think just being able to take a step out and not having to be worried, like people shouldn't be worried as being labeled as Christians. Um, and in this organization, they're not, necessarily, they're not necessarily a Christian organization, but I know a lot of them do have Christian um, backgrounds just personally, uh, and that's kind of what drives them. Um, so yeah, I think things like that, moral, moral, you know, you know, morals that we have standing up for those um, in what can seem like a controversial subject. I, yeah, Tim, I think that's a great answer. Finding those or organizations that aren't necessarily Christian, but can line up with our morals. Um, and I think it's kind of cool having such a wide range of organizations because there are so many options out there. And I think honestly, any organization that doesn't, like kind of we talked about earlier in this, like the previous part to this question of like, okay, it doesn't go against our morals. Like, okay, it might like women in business, for example, like there's nothing, you know, against it in the Bible. Uh, and I love it. And I love, you know, having women supporting women and um, having people that influence women. And I think it's honestly anywhere that you can get into and be aligned to someone, I think is a great opportunity. So it might, I don't know if this is like the best answer in the world, but just anywhere that you can get in and create relationships with. Um, yeah. As long as it's not against our morals, as long as it's not against the Bible, I think it's, you know, finding leadership and, you know, like Jagathon, it's, you know, it's not, a, it's not Christian, but it's a great, uh, you're raising money for, for cancer research, trying to help kids. So I think it's a great um, place to, 
yeah, share the love of Jesus. Like, Hey, this is why I'm doing this. Um, women in business. Hey, I'm really passionate about this. Um, and this is, you know, this is what God's done in my life. Let me share this with you. So I think it's, um, yeah, really any of them that don't go against your morals, I think is, is a great way to just, you know, get, get plugged into, um, yeah, secular organization and share what God's done. Yeah. Bouncing off of what Sarah just said, this kind of yours a little bit from the question, but like, it, like if, as long as it's an organization that doesn't have conflicting morals, uh, it's a great organization to be a part of because if God puts an opportunity in your life and he wants you to do something, like when I, whenever I started doing the super leading for the engineering class, uh, the professor I was working with, he said, hey, Will, I want you to do this. Can you do this? And I said, uh, I was like, God put that opportunity basically in my lap and said, I want you to try to take this. God didn't say, hey, I want you to lead a mission trip overseas or something like that he said I want you to use your leadership skills in this way and so I took that opportunity and I applied it and even though I'm not going around saying hey everybody I'm a Christian uh just making sure they all know it I can still through my actions embody Christ even if it's in the school of engineering no I yeah and I, I totally agree with those as well and like you said, you know, being a part of an organization, like I've met so many people in Jagathon, various different backgrounds. Um, and so you get to interact with people um, on a personal level once you get to know them. Um, and it's, you know, it's a great experience and it's a great way to kind of, you know, share your story and then you can kind of, you know, the way you act, uh, kind of like what Sarah said, how actions speak much louder than words, you know, it's, the, the way you act as and throughout your organization can really kind of, you know, people can kind of keep their eye on you. Then it's like, you know, why does he act differently? And then hopefully that's something that you can have a conversation starter on. Yeah, that's great. Especially, I, yeah, I like what Tim said about, um, you know, you're taking in a secular organization, you're leading people with various beliefs and you get to integrate your own and, and just, you know, be part of that meshwork of the organization. And, and I don't think that detracts from being a Christian. And in fact, I think it enhances it. Um, and so kind of moving off of that point, have you ever had those moments where you're leading a group or um, maybe a single uh, specific person in mind where you're beliefs and, and moral groundings have been in conflict with, with the expectations of your position um, and how did you know, like, okay, sure, I don't necessarily agree with this, but, you know, I'm expected to perform this role, so I will, or like, okay, this needs to not be my job. Um, can you guys share any of those types of experiences you've had? I can start this one. Um, so for women in business, I um, actually, it's kind of funny the way Will explained his leadership position. It kind of fell in my lap as well. Like I was involved with the organization and then, um, yeah, I got super involved, became vice president last year and then moved into the president position this year because the president graduated early. Um, and so she had had everything laid out for me um, as I took over the role. And um, again, kind of going back to the last question, there were some, you know, we want to try to combine with different groups on campus and try to co-host some events. Um, and on there, there were a couple um, organizations that I was like, I don't know if this is something that, uh, like an organization that, you know, we should be pairing with. Um, if women in business just in general, like, yes, great, like, 
in business, you want to be inclusive and everything. Um, but just, I guess with, you know, my morals, like, okay, for this semester, like this falls under me, like this is going to show like I'm a Christian and I don't know if this is the best move for, um, the club at this point. And so I guess just seeking out, um, again, clubs that don't really conflict with, um, our morals, like my morals, um, and co-hosting events with them. Um, so it was kind of a decision of, it might be a little selfish. Um, but also I, you know, I, I felt convicted and I was thinking, okay, is this really what, um, this is, is this what you should do as a leader is, um, partner with these clubs that conflict with your morals? Like, is this something that you want to lead and be a part of? Um, and so, yeah, as, as a leader, I just decided that, um, I didn't really say anything cause it was just kind of like a list of, Hey, these are some we could reach out to. Um, but I just decided to, you know, reach out, out to other ones like within Kelly or, um, you know, other ones that I, I know leaders of and, um, Like that's a really that's a really great example. I I'm trying to think. I don't know if I've had anything where I've had conflict um, like that. Um, I think that's a really good example. So I just can't think of anything that <laughs> that applies to me. So um, yeah, no, I just think that's a really great in practice there. I do think, yeah, it's it's a good example too. And I think you know there are sometimes small things at an organization where like you might uh, might like the whoever you're working for, like even if we're in a leadership position, there's always usually going to be someone who oversees us if they want you to do something that you don't agree with morally. If it's a small thing, sometimes you don't do it, and they might ask you why, and you might tell them why. But then there's the positions you're in where you're the leader and you're making the final say and decision, and you don't want to make that decision because it doesn't align with your Christian values. And those are the really hard positions to be in. And so I think in those times, you really just have to pray about it and ask God for guidance because in those positions, sometimes what you have to do is you just have to say, I step down. I don't want to make that choice. And it can be the tough thing to do because who wants to lose their position? But then you have to remember that some decisions are more important than just staying in whatever secular organization you're in and there will be times sometimes where you have to consider stepping down or or just um like giving up on a, an idea you had or the organization had to preserve your christian values because those are what's more important yeah yeah those are great um yeah, like I said, Sarah, that's a that was a good good example. Like everyone else has said, that's um, it's a hard call to make. And yeah, I think as I'm uh, president of the School of Science Student Council, and luckily or unluckily, I guess <laughs> I've never really uh, ran into something as grand as that. Um, a lot of what we do is like behind the scenes support. Um, but yeah, I've never been asked, you know, lead evolution is us. Rally, no, I'm just kidding. Probably shouldn't say that, but, <laughs> but.
but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of opportunities on campus to both handle those situations well, as well as to handle those situations poorly. Um, and so that's, that's great to hear that you're leading well. <laughs> um, sweet. So we've gone through those first uh, few kind of overview questions. So I'll turn it over now to Michael um, to ask a few more specifics about your guys' experiences as, as Christian leaders. Yeah, guys, I think uh, just to kind of close out that question, um, I thought you guys, again, answered it really well. Like Sarah hit it really nail on the head there. And I really liked how Will closed it out too, where just highlighting like morals at the end of the day, our faith has got to be the top priority in everything we do, right? And it doesn't mean it's easy. Like it's easy for us to stand here and say like, oh, well, you know, if you're in a job, you might have to quit, right? If it conflict with your morals, like we say that, and I, that's way harder to do, right? But like at the end of the day, if we're truly believe that our faith is our top priority, sometimes you have to make sacrifices. And I think too, we have to remember that God sees those things, right? Like he will reward individuals who stand firm in the faith, right? Like that are sacrificing for him. He even says that specifically in the New Testament. And so I think remembering that too, um, I, I kind of had a, a similar situation to this. And that's kind of why I wanted to talk about this a little bit where um, I was asked to kind of support or include something in an event I was organizing that I was not comfortable with. And my um, boss challenged me in the idea that just because this inclusive act will say um, goes against what you believe, you, your beliefs don't stand for the whole department and to keep that in mind. And so um, eventually we were able to come to an agreement where we were able to kind of sidestep some of those um, inclusive, um, I guess, events that I was kind of uncomfortable with. And inclusive events, not the right word, just a, a different type of event that I wasn't comfortable supporting. Um, and so, um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I think it's just a tough thing, but it's something we should be on guard for. And that's something that will probably be more prevalent in the future. Um, so moving on to this next question, um, talking about um, the roles that you have as a leader and the Christian roles that um, a lot of times we can kind of include into um, our secular roles. So um, Christianity can kind of, you know, emphasize and kind of put on a, a highlight some extra things and abilities that you might not see in some um, secular individuals. Um, some values are different. Some things that we practice more fervently can kind of come to fruition more often. So I'm um, just kind of looking at that question for you guys. How has being a Christian and the abilities that you kind of developed from that kind of helped to improve um, your stance as leaders within the school? For, uh, for that one, one I'll say is that, I know I mentioned the previous question that um, if you're facing a tough decision at work, you pray about it, you should really pray about any decision you have to make, uh, uh, whether it's uh, really pressing or really menial, uh, always turning to God. And that's not something you have to advertise when you're leading. I can say, I prayed about this, but that's something you do with God. And that can really enhance your uh, leadership. And the Bible is full of all sorts of knowledge about leadership. And while some cases are very specific to the church, they can also be applied outside of church in everyday life. The Bible is our number one guide to our earthly life. I mean, it's literally the instruction manual, practically. So um, if you if you really study leadership in the Bible, that'll actually enhance your leadership, whether it's in the church or outside of the church. 
Yeah, I think that's a great answer, Will. I think praying about decisions and just like praying in general and staying in the word, um, I think can help you as you're in a leadership position, feel those convictions. If something is coming up where, okay, you know, this person's asking you to cut corners or this person's asking you to, you know, for like a TA position, for example, I get people that will ask, Hey, can I turn this in later? Hey, I, I, you know, I have caught people cheating before and like, yes, that's a normal person would say, Oh, that's wrong. Um, and I think like, because of my moral convictions, it's, Hey, that's, that's not right. Like, you cannot stand for that. You can't cut corners for these people. Um, and then, you know, in a job, if like, for example, going into the business world, very common, um, stereotype of, you know, business people is they're crooks. Um, they like to cover things up. You know, I'm in an audit class. And so we, t- we talk about fraud every day. And so just having those moral convictions from staying in the word and staying in the Bible and keeping, keep up with prayer constantly. So I, you know, I think, I don't know if I have like a specific example, but I think it's just in general, overall having those, um, like having Jesus, I always picture Jesus like sitting right here on my shoulder, like, okay, whispering in my ear, like, Hey, is this right or not? You know, like, I feel like I, you know, I can always pray to him. I can always hear that because, okay, not always, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm not perfect. I don't want to come off as that. Um, but I think having those that God constantly telling you, um, you know, consistently, Hey, like giving me those convictions, I think is just staying in the words. You can, you can always hear those. Yeah, I think so. You know, it, you know going back when I was like younger, I, I had a lot of like anxiety. And so I was just kind of like, you know, freaking out all the time. Um, but uh, the, the thing that's helped me most with that um, is my faith. And I, I mean, I still have, I still have my moments, of course, but um, I'm, def- I'm definitely at a much better place now than I, what I used to be. And that has transitioned into how I um, lead. Um, when, you know, things get, especially, you know, for Jagathon, we have like our main event and, and it just happened two weekends ago. Um, things happen so quickly, um, you know, at in the last couple of weeks as we're trying to plan, um, things are crazy, things are hectic, um, you know, trying to fine tune everything at the end. Um, and I, I, I really try to emphasize a sense of calmness over the people that I'm overseeing, um, you know, you know, telling them, you know, it's like, you know, we don't need to, we don't need to freak out, just, you know, we need to just relax and, um, you know, you know, we'll work through this and stuff and we'll, that way we can, you know, calmly, you know, get to where we want to, where we want to get to at the end. Um, and I just think having that, that sense of any, any, you know, even if maybe, you know, maybe some of them, you know, do believe me, some of them don't, but like, for me, it comes to the aspect of like, you know, ultimately God is in control and I can have peace with that. Um, we will do what we can, but ultimately he is the, he's in the ultimate control. Um, and so I can have confidence in him. Um, I can have way more confidence in him and then I can have in myself. Um, so I can just move forward, uh, knowing that and having that peace of mind. Um, yeah. And I, I would say just the, the best way that Christianity has helped me is just the way I lead. And, you know, it's, it's also, um, the, the way you treat people and there's, there's so many aspects of that, that, that go into play. 
um, when you, I mean, as you know, everyone wants to treat everyone with respect, regardless of, um, you know, religious associations, but I know there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of things in the Bible that, you know, talk about treating others. Um, and so you, you really try to live by that. And then when you, when people like see that in you, um, you know, it, it, it gets noticed and it gets noticed how you act around people. And so that's, that's how the biggest thing that Christianity has helped me is just to be a, hopefully a, a calm, you know, respectful uh, leader in my time. Awesome. Yeah, I think going a bit off of that too, what Tim was kind of talking about, I think another thing that really kind of it's pretty awesome and unique to us as Christian leaders is the fact that we don't have to feel like we're alone, right? Like the idea that God is with us through and through. And all of us sitting here know that being leaders comes with a lot of pressure, right? The feeling that you are responsible for this entity, right? Or some portion of some entity. Knowing that you're not alone and that you have, you know, a God you can turn to is always there for you. And then emulating that kind of thing to others, right? The people that are under you that you're leading, kind of trying to emulate that presence that, you know what, I'm here for you. I'm here for you and your success. I want you to come to me when you're struggling, right? And just, I think that has been something too that was kind of hinted at by a lot of you guys too. Um, and I'd love that we kind of all hit on separate little things there too. And like Tim said, there's so many different things in the Bible that emphasize leadership and so many different Christian qualities that, you know, enhance leadership. And so I'm glad we were able to kind of hit on a diverse amount of those. But I think kind of flipping the script here a little bit, and we may have touched on this a little bit in some of the previous questions, but I really like the idea of kind of, you know, looking at pros and looking at cons, you know, looking at ways in which we can kind of grow, right, as well as Christians, and um, a little bit of a tougher question maybe, but maybe thinking back to your experiences, has there ever been a situation where you feel like maybe your Christian faith, and whether that be your morals, your beliefs, the values we talked about, has it ever maybe limited you um, in your leadership ability, and how have you addressed that? Or um, is that necessarily a bad thing, right? Um, I think we hear limitations and we think bad, right? Or negative connotations, but maybe that's not the case. Um, just any thoughts on that? I think, um, I don't think it's ever hindered me like organizationally. I think it's more socially within the organization uh, where it can kind of affect you. Uh, when people know, it's like, oh, you know, that's, you know, that's Tim and then that's, he he believes in this and you know and so that can that can kind of affect the conversations that people are willing to have with you uh whether you know and it it can kind of create if you're trying to like build relationships with your you know people you're working with because that's you can obviously be more productive if you actually have some relationships with them um and so that can kind of alter the way the relationships can form um which could down the line lead to organizational issues. Uh, and and kind of like what Michael said, I don't, I, I don't view that as a bad thing. Um, I, I'd rather, I'd rather people, um, I'd rather people, oh, how I want to phrase this. I'd rather people, you know, not want to talk to me <laughs> for reasons that are true than reasons that are not. I like, I want them to know who I am. Um, I don't want them to have, you know, false ideas of what my beliefs are. Um, if they know what my beliefs are, 
um, then, you know, I've, I've done, I've done well, you know, showing myself in my faith. Um, so, and if, yeah, I, 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 I don't want anyone to have any false accusations of me that would end up being um, opposite of what I believe. Um, Cause I, I would, that would be, that would, that would mean some implications on me that maybe I'm not, I'm not firm enough in my morals. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't know if there's anything specifically that has hindered me, but it's more on the social side. Um, again, like I don't think I've ever like back down from it, um, but there will be times sometimes where, you know, I won't mention it, even if it is, which again, I feel very convicted after um, because I don't know, I don't know if it's just because of my personality, who I am, but I do care what people think about me sometimes. So um, in that sense, if I know they're not going to like me as much because I'm a Christian, um, I won't say stuff sometimes. And I don't know if anyone else does that too, but um, it's, you know, it's something that, yeah, I definitely feel convicted of. But I think, like Tim said, if if there's something that is a bigger deal, like I'd rather them not like me than and I, you know, and then have them believe this, this false thing about me. Um, I don't know if it's ever got to that point where it's, you know, like, if it's like a big deal, I think I'll say something. It's the smaller, smaller things that um, sometimes get me like, oh, it's not that big of a deal, brush it off. Um, you know, but it, it is little things that add up. And, you know, you, you want to be bold and in, in your faith. And I think that's something that, you know, still kind of working on, but um, is very important. Yeah, not to rehash too much what Tim and Sarah said. I mean, what they said was on point where the limitations really, if you think about limitations, like quote, like quote limitations uh, in a leadership position, we're really only limiting ourselves in the sense that our faith won't allow us to pursue matters of the flesh or like anything earthly like that. I mean, the world might try to tell us like, hey, you're missing out. You should do this. It'd be easier if you did it this way, right? Those limitations are what, what the world tries to get us to uh, think that are normal and we should just go along with it. Like I've had employees uh, who come in and they're like, Hey, Will, I just did this over the week. Do you ever do that? I'm like, no, I don't know. Like, oh man, you're so naive. I've actually had an employee tell me I'm naive uh, because I didn't do something they did. They're like, wow, come on. And I was like, I just don't, that's not who I am. Like that goes against my values. And so in, in, in a way you're limited in the fact that you're not going to be, um, you're not going to be as, uh, in touch with the uh, the earthly side of things but that's normal we're not of this world uh, we're in it but not of it so I think those are the kinds of limitations we face yeah I like you guys is focusing on the uh, the more social side of, of being a Christian within that organization especially what Tim said um, like I would rather have people dislike me for the truth than um, even I'll say like like me for a facade that I put up. Um, and I have found like, I, I served in the, in the USG Senate. So like there were things that came across the table that, you know, not necessarily were like, you know, moral dilemmas, but certainly things where I spoke a bit more um, 
with more <laughs> Christian morals um, than, than the average uh, participant. And so not only was I able to show who I was, but also it led to other conversations. Um, and I, I never felt outcast or anything because of it, but I certainly had other people questioning like, okay, well, you think, you know, X, where are you coming from? And I got to, you know, backtrack a little bit um, and kind of tell where the, those um, moral or um, just personal opinions or beliefs were coming from. So even if you feel as if you're an outcast because of it, or if you feel like, you know, you're just not swimming with the crowd, it's, it's okay. <laughs> so for all, for all the students listening, especially the younger ones who are just starting at IUPUI and trying to find their way, like it's, it's okay if you're not completely in line, because to tell you the truth, nobody is. So um, just be willing to ask people why they believe what they do and be willing to share why you do, First Peter. Um, give a testament to what you believe so yeah yeah thank you so much guys I think all of those are so awesome and I really love the emphasis to be unashamedly authentic right with yourself who you are what you believe um, I really think the challenge comes to where not necessarily standing firm but the way you stand firm in what you believe can really show or give or take how people are going to react to that disagreement, right? I think disagreement is too often correlated with like dislike or hatred, even sometimes to an extreme, or like a lot of people say, oh, you disagree with this or this stance or this belief, you must hate this or that or hate this person, right? And I think it's really important um, to not put people down um, for things that we disagree with. And this is just my opinion. Um, I think the way in which we can disagree, we can be like, you know what, my personal beliefs say that I don't think this is okay and I'm gonna not make this choice, but still do it in a way that shows love, shows respect to those people. And I think that is what allows you to open the door for a, a relationship with them. Because at the end of the day, that is our main goal is to obviously stand firm in what we believe, but also in doing that, I don't think we should be closing the door to possible ministry opportunities, right? Um, and I think there's a way in which you can do both, where you can stand firm in what you believe, but then also um, allow people to be like, you know what, this person still respects me. Um, and then that conversation can lead to something greater, hopefully, if they if they believe that you do respect them, right? Um, and so I think that's something, too, to keep in mind. Like, obviously, stand true for what you believe. Be authentic. Don't compromise your faith. But do so in a way that you're not putting other people down or making them feel bad for what they do or believe, right? Um, because at the end of the day, if they feel like put off by you, um, that chance of ministering them is gone. Um, and at the end of the day, obviously, staying true to what you believe is first and foremost, but again, trying to do both. And I think that's something that we can possibly do. So keeping that in the back of our minds. Um, this next question, I think is really interesting. I I'm really interested to hear what everyone has to say on this one. Um, basically, that the question, in a secular organization, is it ever harmful for Christian leaders to necessarily push Christian agendas in, again, secular environments? So again, we kind of talked a little bit about um, a lot of the things that, you know, we do as leaders and the different secular positions we have. And the example I kind of was thinking of is like, if you're a TA, right? Um, and you're pushing some kind of Christian moral, Christian belief in a role that really doesn't necessarily um, specifically highlight that, I guess, if that makes sense. So um, I think this could go a lot of different ways, but I'm really curious to hear your guys' thoughts on that. Like, is it harmful ever to maybe overly push 
a Christian agenda in specific roles or, or not, right? Just thoughts on that from you guys. I think um, kind of what you were saying earlier, Mike, about, um, you know, kind of blowing your chance of being light to someone. Um, I think obviously standing true, again, what you said, standing tr true to who you are and um, your faith. But yeah, I think if there's not a reason to like push people more, um, it's almost like you're pushing them away. And so I think like in a specific secular organization, such as a TA, um, where it doesn't really fit in, um, obviously, I think it's okay to like talk about it freely, but also not like overdo it to where you're putting like bad taste in people's mouth, like for, you know, uh, unnecessary to, it's like an unnecessary thing to do. Um, I think it's important again to like be a light to people and live differently, but I don't know if there's ever really a time or reason to like unnecessarily push Christian beliefs in like a place that it doesn't need to be. Um, I think it's just important to continue those relationships, um, you know, probably more professional and leadership positions, but continuing those relationships to then talk to them about Jesus um, and to then show them who he is and his love. So I don't know if there's ever like a good time. There might be. I just can't think of anything off the top of my head to where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing while you're doing that, you're pushing and pushing and pushing other people away from it. Um, and that's just, I guess, kind of how it correlates in my mind. But yeah, I'm interested to see what Tim and Will have to say. No, I, I would definitely agree with that. I, I think as in terms of like organized, organized like organizational time, um, like, you know, we have like our division meetings and stuff and I, it would be, it would it would create kind of this awkward environment if I were to like, okay, I'm gonna start this with like the gospel or something like that. Like it, it would like it could it could make people feel um, uncomfortable, which is not it's not, I mean, it's not always wrong to feel uncomfortable, but um, you you can put people into this like corner um, and kind of like what Sarah was saying, where you're you're turning them off from the idea of you know of, of being of being pushy um however in the like so and, you know, as as i've worked um with people over the years you know we, we have personal connections and we'll talk about personal topics and i you know and in those times i'm i'm very willing to to share my you know if it's a one-on-one -on -one or even if it's a couple people i'm very willing to to share my morals and my beliefs um you know so there, there, there are times people you know we're talking about you know hardship person this person is going through you know and so you know I'll kind of you know I'll let them know that you know this is what I believe and I'm praying for you um or you know since, since I'm married people often ask me what marriage is like so I'll you know I'll, I'll dive into what what I believe you know, marriage to be in, in, a, in a biblical sense, and um, you, you get those opportunities, maybe not in terms of, like, the organizational, like, structured side, um, but by the relationships that you build uh, within the organization, and then during that, like, kind of social hour, that's when you can really, um, I, I, you know, kind of, like, you can kind of share, um, 
the beliefs in a very organic way without making people, uh, without like pushing the idea uh, and like making people feel, or like pushing people away from the idea. Um, Cause that's one thing I think about uh, like that, you know, oftentimes I'll see, um, it's not usually organizations on campus. It's usually just like a person on campus who is just like yelling things <laughs> um, on the sidewalks or in like Taylor Courtyard. Um, it, it always it always really bothers me because um, it's like that's a representation that's a representation of Christianity, but not the Christianity that I that that, that I believe to be the way that you should go about it. Um, so that's kind of what I equate it to a little bit. Um, I don't want to I don't want to be the person that's pushing so hard. Um, even if you have the, all the greatest intentions in the world, um, pushing so hard where you're just making everyone kind of turn away from you because, because you're just, you're just kind of like sitting there just pushing and, you know, oftentimes they'll just be um, rude in the process. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like the, the way to, to you, like, apply your faith in a leadership position isn't to say, um, all right, everybody, we're going to pray before I open this meeting today. And then we're going to, I'm going to throw scripture at people's faces all the time and be like, well, actually the Bible says, because then everyone's going to be like, oh, here comes Will the Christian, you know, and then it becomes this kind of weird thing for them. And they're like, I don't want to be like that guy. That guy's weird. And that goes back to kind of when Jesus is rebuking the Pharisees for like praying on the street corners and disfiguring their faces when they fast. Like they're making this big show of their faith and trying to say, Oh, look how good I am. And that's not what we're called to do. Uh, we're not called to say like, Oh, like call attention to the fact I'm a Christian. We need to do things my way. It's the right way. Um, we're, we need to practice our faith sincerely and uh, how God asks us to. And so maybe if the organization wants to do something like, Hey, maybe we just, you know, we lie to people or something. I don't know what you'd lie about, but um, like Sarah was talking about fraud, like in her business classes, like if you, someone's like, Hey, we're just gonna, let's commit fraud. You could be like, no, 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 I don't think that's right. You don't have to say it like, well, actually the Bible says that fraud is wrong. Um, you can say, I don't think that's right. We shouldn't do that. So you can stand up for your beliefs and your morals without making a big show of it, which uh, can actually turn people away, especially. Yeah, thanks, guys. I think that's so good. You answered that tough question, I think, really, really well. And I think, again, a lot of times we've been talking about, you know, how, again, we shouldn't really care what other people think, like we're going to stand out. But I think to some extent, too, we're also called to like do unto others as we would expect to be done unto us, too. And so in some degrees, you do kind of want to care a little bit what people say or think about you, especially because we're representing Christ, right? Um, and so obviously kind of the examples that were shown here, the examples that I kind of thought about were like, let's say you're sitting in a meeting and the leader is maybe of a different religion and they just begin the religion or begin the meeting, praying to the God of their religion that's different than yours and kind of making everyone else in the group do the same, right? Like you'd feel really uncomfortable with that. And it'd probably turn you off a little bit to that leader in that position. And so understanding that, you know, one of our greatest callings as Christian is, again, to be a light of Jesus and to reach people with the gospel. And so um, being sensitive. And I think we've talked about it really well where you can balance it out, right? You can stand strong in your beliefs, you know, make sure you're not compromising, but in the same time, being sensitive to other people and what they think and what they believe. And um, I really kind of like what Sarah was saying too, where it's like, 
sometimes all it takes is that you just kind of, you need to plant a seed, right? And form that relationship with them. And sometimes just getting to know someone on a personal level, first and foremost, opens that door to where they can then, you know, have conversations more casually. Or even Tim says, sometimes things come up naturally once you have that connection with someone. Um, if they trust you enough to talk about regular stuff, um, like marriage or, you know, and things where you can actually incorporate your faith more naturally, I think it becomes way more influential than, again, like we talked about, just kind of imposing it on someone, right? Even though, like we talked about, the greatest intentions could be there, but you could be doing more harm than good. And so having that in the back of your mind. So thanks again, guys, for your amazing opinions on that. I think we hit that question really, really well. Something um, I'll just add, if it's okay, real quick, yeah. is uh, like the Bible also mentions that by your faith, people will know that you're my disciples. We don't have to announce it to everybody. They'll notice something that's different with us if they're paying enough attention. Like just like a small thing, like not necessarily in a leadership position, but just in my college career, I've had a, like a count on one hand. It's not a ton, but I've had people say like, hey, will you, you don't really do this thing, do you? Or you don't really like, I said, yeah, I don't. And they noticed it, not because I announced to them that I don't do it, but they noticed it about me. And it's something that you don't have to make a big show of. So if you stand by your morals, people will actually get interested and wonder why. Why does he behave that way? Why does she do this? And that's a major point about the way you, you minister to people or you share your faith isn't just throwing it at people's faces in a leadership position. They'll notice it if you, if you embody it. Sorry, that's all. <laughs> oh, thank you, Will. That was awesome. Do you have something there, Ben? Well, yeah, I was just going to say like, biblical examples i mean you have political figures socialites everyone um you can find any any, any position within you know the the quote-unquote secular world you can find a christian um in the bible um and so that's just a good thing to keep in mind that like will said you're not you don't have to be a pastor and or you um you don't have to be a street screamer slash preacher whichever is most appropriate at the time um, to let the world know that you have a faith and you, and you have something, um, it should be evident. Yeah, that's great. And, and I think kind of just concluding this and going off that, I think a lot of times Christians hear that they have to be separate from the world. They have to stand out from the world. They have to be different. And in that interpretation, they feel like they just need to, you know, be that street preacher, scream Jesus from the rooftops and make it known to every single person that I'm different, that I support this, yada, yada, yada. We're like how Will said, or you can stand out that way, which is a much more selfless way. I think the way Will talked about it was more like Jesus, the way that I just explained it there was more almost like Pharisee, like Will brought up, right? Like you can stand out without blaring it and almost doing it in a selfish way that like brings so much attention to it, Right. You can do it in a more humble way that shows more humility. And I think that's much more Christ-like and I think more effective based on what we've been talking about too and actually getting people to listen and hopefully have an open ear to possibly thinking about it and maybe applying it to themselves, right? Um, so great, great uh, opinions there, guys. Great job on that question. Um, and then I guess to kind of finish out, just kind of thinking about leadership in general, whether that be the, the leadership that being a Christian has allowed you to engage in and entertain, um, or just leaderships in general, that doesn't necessarily have to be related to Christianity, but just, you know, what is it like to lead or what should I do if I want to become a better leader or, um, you know, enhance my leadership abilities, just some, some quick tips or experiences that you thought have been really helpful in your past that, that have helped you kind of implement that. So, uh, just real quick, one thing that I 
that I've experienced the last several years is that um, putting others' needs above your own is one. I mean, Jesus talks about that in, in the gospel. He's like, uh, you should take care of one another's needs before your own. But that kind of applies to the fact that as a leader, never ask someone you're leading to do something that you wouldn't be willing to do in their place. I mean, there are times where I've had to fill in at work for tutors uh, who can't be there, or I've had to fill in for uh, TA, like the, uh, the lead the PLTO classes. I've led those classes before because a leader couldn't be there. Uh, and so you should never be a leader because you want to be able to have that authority over people. You should always want to be a leader so that you can create an effective team and be the embodiment of Christ. It should always be a selfless act. And people always think like, I want to move higher up in the world. I want to get to this position, then this position, then this position. And they kind of rank them over each other. But the real thing you should be focused on is how you can grow as a, like a member of the body of Christ and apply the skills you have and work with people. They should always be your peers and never your underlings, if that is a way to put it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, that's a excellent point there. Um, things that I would also add, um, you know, for you know, from from a Christian standpoint, we kind of talked about it earlier about um, you know morals you have. Um, you know, don't don't sacrifice your morals for the sake of a of a leadership role or um, position, whether it be a job or that kind of thing. Um, obviously, way easier said than done. Um, but you know, the sacrifice here on earth, um, is, is small compared, um, you know, to, to being obedient, um, to God, um, from just more of just leadership, um, you know, be patient with each other, especially in a, in a college setting, we're all, we're all, you know, in our twenties, like our early twenties, just trying to figure out life. Um, um, even like, you know, like I, in my role, I was a VP and I had, and I have like directors, um, but we're like, we're, we're all peers. Like I, I'm, I'm not here trying to act like I'm this, this like older, more in charge person. Uh, we're all, we're all college students. We're all trying to work for the same goal. Um, so you always, you know, always, you know, and like that, that kind of goes to like a respect thing. I, I respect all of them enough to, to treat them as 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 they should be treated. Um, let's see. I you know, being patient, being respectful. Um, I think that's. I think that's all I have for now. <laughs> those those two, those two, they're 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 simple, but they're they'll they'll go they'll go very far uh, if you can do that. Yeah, I, I agree with um, both Will and Tim. I think, um, you know, having that respect for your peers, even if they're technically below you in ranking, like ranking levels, you know what I mean? Like still having that respect for them. Um, I think another big one is accountability and maybe having someone at the same level as you, maybe like if it's in a business, um, you know, like, for Tim's example, there are multiple VPs in Jagathon. So maybe, you know, having another VP um, kind of hold you accountable or having like a mentor or someone that you can um, talk to about decisions. Um, again, as a Christian, it would probably be helpful to 
have another Christian um, to kind of hold you accountable. Um, but just like having someone to talk to, to make sure that, you know, you're not, go you're not in above your head with certain decisions and that you're following your morals. Um, or it could just be a friend that is kind of, you know, you're turning to, um, maybe it's, you know, someone within the organization that's above you or even like below you in a different department or something like that. Just having someone that is going to, you know, tell you how it is and make sure that you're leading in a Christ-like way and in a way that's going to be beneficial for the organization um, and making sure that, you know, you're not getting too caught up in it, especially if it's a secular organization, not getting too caught up in the worldly side of that and making sure you're sticking true to your faith and your morals. Yeah. And one more thing also that comes from scripture, this is a little different, but like, um, Paul writes to Timothy in I'm looking at here, first Timothy, two Timothy's got to make sure I get the right one here. But uh, he mentions how if someone's going to be a leader in the church, he first must first know how to lead his own family. And I know like Tim, Tim's married, but like not, not many students uh, listening to this are probably going to be married or let alone even have kids. Right. So like, how do you apply that? Well, like if you don't, if you can't take care of your own finances and be responsible with your own life and what you're doing, then don't take on a leadership position if you can't even manage your own life properly. That's another thing. And I'm not trying to discourage anyone from taking on a leadership position, but that's something you need to make sure you have taken care of. You want to make sure that if you're going to put yourself in a position where you're saying, I'm going to take responsibility to lead others, you want to make sure you are capable of that in your own life first. And otherwise you're doing a disservice to the people you're leading because you could do better. And that's not what God wants from you. And I know in Timothy, it refers specifically to the church. But like I said, those, those lessons on leadership are applicable anywhere in life. And that's the one that I think is really important. One other thing I thought of um, when Sarah's kind of talking about accountability, um, you know, it's okay. You know, it's, it's good to also admit when you are wrong um, on something. You, you can, doing something wrong and admitting it, uh, you will you will gain a lot of respect and you will gain a lot of trust with that. Um, just because you know the people that are working with you, you know they can recognize the fact that's like you know he, yeah he made a mistake, but you know he he admitted it and then he worked to make sure one it didn't happen again or you know he he amended that mistake and you know moved forward. Um, and that's just something a, a great a great leader can have um, that way. If, if you don't admit you you're wrong, you just kind of try to shove it under the rug. Um, it just doesn't. It's not a good look. As well as when other, when other people are wrong, sometimes if especially if you're going to be the one that calls them out for being wrong, and you're not willing to call yourself out for being wrong, um, it's a it's a double standard that you don't want to that you don't want to go by. Yeah, great stuff, guys. Again, all of those extremely helpful, I think, for a lot of the listeners and viewers. I think one really quick thing to close from you guys, um, just if you can think of any maybe um, role models that you kind of look up to that you really think exemplify that some of our viewers or listeners can go look up, or maybe some resources that you've kind of utilized that you think have really helped you kind of be better leaders. So quickly before we end out, just kind of if you can mention some of those things for us. Okay, this one, 
you know, might not be able to look it up or reference it, but uh, when I was in high school, I worked at, at Chick-fil-A. Um, you know, the I was I was homeschooled, so you know it was basically a requirement. Uh, but <laughs> um, I worked at Chick-fil-A, and our regional operator. I walked into work one day, and he's in his 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 button shirt and tie and like his nice slacks, and he has a hairnet on, and he is dropping fries and making waffle fries. And because there was no one there, like we were down an employee. And so he said, okay. And so he just got ready and he started making fries. Like this man stepped in. He didn't say, no, 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 that's not my job. I'm the operator of this restaurant. All the, my underlings are in charge of making the fries. He said, no, I'm going to do that. And then after I graduated, I went to pick up some catering there one time we had ordered. And the man literally like walked across the street, holding like giant bags of catering to help me to my car that I had parked in a parking lot adjacent to the restaurant. So this man was always willing to just step down and make himself lower to help other people around him. And, you know, not literally, but be like Jesus, be ready to wash the feet of the people you lead. Uh, definitely always being willing to put yourself lower to build others higher and help them grow in their faith or whatever position they're in. Yeah, I, I don't know if you can look this up either, uh, but it was, so one of my best friends from home, her dad, um, is a financial advisor in Evansville and a very successful one um, and is also an elder of their church and actually just opened um, their own church. And I think it was really cool um, being close with the family in high school and seeing how, you know, because the love of money can really, really mess some people up and can really um, be the cause of a lot of problems. And so I think especially going into business um, is it was very encouraging to see how he was able to, you know, take care of his family financially and spiritually and, you know, be the head of the household and then be successful in, you know, the money world, but then also able to lead a congregation. And, you know, there were some um, issues that arose when he was a head elder at the church before they created their own. And um, it was really stressful. It was really hard, but because he had that solid foundation um, and was consistently in the word and um, consistently having those people around him. It was really incredible to see how he handled the situation um, just like Jesus would. And I think that was really cool. Um, just, yeah, like a role model that I look up to um, as, you know, again, like I said, someone going into the business world and can get caught up in the whole, you know, money and how important that is when in reality, like, you know, relationship with Jesus and and hopefully a leadership position in, you know, your faith can, can really help. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna be able to give one that you can look up much either. Um, you can find them on Facebook. Um, good old Trent Hostetler, uh, my dad. I've, uh, he's, he's had um, different leadership roles. Like he was on school board um, for a number of years for like our high school uh, he was on, um, he, he was and still is um, very involved in our like local fair. So the different leadership roles there. Um, and the way that, um, especially on the school board, there was a lot of things that were happening. There was a lot of things that happened while he was there. Um, very tough moral things were happening. Um, and the way that he kind of stood with his morals um, you know, it's, it's a very, you know, very happy, very like proud of the way that he did that. And it's, it's a great way to look great model for me to look up to in the terms of in, in adversity, he, he stayed true to what he believed. Um, but yeah, you won't find it on Google. 
But um, <laughs> so yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Um, again, those are great exemplifying examples <laughs> of individuals who um, just exemplify great leadership qualities that we can kind of see that in action. And I think that's really nice to see. Um, I always like to emphasize this too. Like we can know all the right answers. We can know all the right steps. But if we're not actually applying them to our lives, it's worthless. It's meaningless information, right? And so not only taking it, but actually seeing it in action and seeing what that looks like is really good. And um, I guess just trying to find one um, resource that people can go and look up examples of a leader. And this is kind of maybe an easy answer as a Christian, but um, go read the gospels, go, re go read about Jesus and what he did. And he was such a great leader of men and women. Um, and he exemplifies all these characteristics that we've talked about um, to their peak, right? Um, so go read the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, and um, really dive into some of those things that he really stands for and emphasizes. So um, yeah, I just want to end with that. Again, I want to thank each and every one of you for taking your time um, this day to kind of spend time with us and help everyone out who's listening and watching. Um, we really appreciate your time and insight. And um, yeah, I just want to finish with a thank you. So we'll, we'll close out with a prayer um, and then we'll, we'll close out the session. So um, let's close our eyes. Dear God, thank you so much for these amazing students here that have chosen to use the gifts that you've given them to lead in such amazing ways, God. And um, I think it's actually really cool that all of them have positions in secular environments because they're able to be a light to you for some people that maybe never get to experience that light or haven't in the past, God. Um, I pray that you reward them for their discernment for their obedience to follow you and actually live out their abilities that you've given them, God. Um, again, I want to thank them for their time that they spent here with us today. Um, I pray that you bless this podcast and bless this YouTube series, God, that people that watch this get meaningful information from it that they can apply to their lives that makes a great impact for themselves and for your kingdom, God. Thanks again for a great day, um, a great recording. Um, and yeah, be with us. In your name I pray. Amen.